Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for sticking around. I believe the Lord is going to have an amazing word for you. Let's just pray first, and then we're going to get started. Heavenly Father, I pray that for the next few minutes, as we stay together in your presence, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will minister and speak to us. Open our eyes, open our ears to see things and hear things that we have never seen or heard before. And I pray that this will be a transforming day for many who are listening, if not everyone who is listening. I ask for that in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know that throughout history, there has always been transfer of wealth from individuals to another individuals, from a group of people to another group of people, from a kingdom to another kingdom, from a king to another king, from a nation to another nation. Transfer happens all the time. And this is the way humanity has functioned is we see transferring of wealth from one group of people, one individual, one nation to another group of people, another individual to to another nation. And you know, in the Old Testament, we see there's a lot of transfer from the, the people of the world to the people of God, from heathens to the people of God. In the Old Testament, you know, if you will be paying attention to the Bible, you see that, you know, uh, God started to transfer his wealth to Abraham as Abraham's being called into the kingdom, as Abraham being called to begin a nation. And so God began to transfer a lot of wealth to Abraham. And everywhere Abraham would go, uh, wealth would be, be attracted to him. People would be giving into Abraham. People will be like, this, this, we want to give you this. And so Abraham got a lot of wealth transfer into his life. And also you look at Jacob. Also, you know, he had nothing, literally nothing. And yet God caused wealth to be transferred into his life so that he went from nothing to have a lot, to have riches and abundance that is so beyond even the wildest imagination of all of us, you know. And so God was just transferring wealth to Jacob. And you remember the people of Israel, you know, when they were leaving Egypt. And the Egyptians basically in Acts tells us that they basically just gave the Israelis all the treasures, all the gold, all the jewelry, everything that they have. So that the Egyptians literally plundered them, the word of God says. But the, it's funny that they did it with such a willingness. Those Egyptians, they're like, just take our jewelry, take our gold, take our treasures. And, you know, God was just causing wealth transfer at the time. In fact, that was one of the biggest wealth transfer in the history of the world. So, and when they got to, uh, uh, been in the desert for 40 years and they, they crossed the river of Jordan and started to possess the land, that was another massive, massive wealth transfer from nations, 30 somewhat nations to one nation. And that's really, really awesome. And do you realize that even today, as I'm speaking now, wealth is being transferred from one individual to another, from one generation to another, from one group of people to another. Wealth, even as I'm standing here and you're watching, there money being transferred right now. It's happening right now. And you know that, you know, the economist says this, is that we're living in a time 
when there is going to be the greatest of generational wealth transfer that the history of humanity have ever seen. And one reason they say that is because uh, as all the baby boomers are passing on, and you know baby boomers, we know they're the wealthiest generation for a long time. And as they are passing on, they are, they are needing to leave the wealth behind. Now most of them will leave it to their children. They'll leave it to their kids and they will just passing their wealth from one generation to another. But there are some that have no kids. Their wealth, they can't take with them. And the wealth now is being transferred to other people, to other groups, and to other families. I want to tell you, friends, we are truly living in a time of great wealth transfer. You know, in the New Testament, we also saw an unprecedented wealth transfer in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, there was an unprecedented wealth transfer into the kingdom of God, into the church. That was an amazing wealth transfer. And he started with a fellow by the name of Barnabas. And if you look, read the book of Acts, you know that Barnabas was the first, was the first one that come up with the idea that, that he would take all his wealth and riches, you know, and he would just transfer into the kingdom of God. And that was an amazing transfer. Because of his, uh, because of, of his obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit, there was this movement of transferring wealth into the kingdom of God until, until you know, there was so much riches in the kingdom of God, they need really people dedicated to manage them. And Philip and, and Stephen, they were two of the people that were appointed to manage them, you know. And I truly believe that we're actually in, it's, we are actually in an incredible incredible season of wealth transfer. You need to listen to me for that because I think this is a very strategic sermon for you. Very strategic sermon that you need to hear. I believe God is causing you to sit here and listening today because there is a strategic message, message and a prophetic message that God wants to release into your life. You need to pay attention to this because friends, you know, you being part of this church, God has brought you to be part of this church. I believe it's for many, many strategic reason and this is one of the main strategic reasons I believe because now wealth transfer is happening and you may be one of those agents that God is going to use as a channel to transfer wealth you know I believe that um, you know many people believe that last Friday when we celebrate the Passover it was very prophetic it was incredibly prophetic because the last Passover that, that we celebrate last Friday was very similar to the first Passover that the Jews had celebrated right before they left Israel. And the Jews basically were celebrating the Passover, uh, the first Passover because God was telling them that they cannot come out of their house because the angel of death is coming and it's, it, if they want to be kept from harm, they need to stay at home under the blood, un, under the blood of the lamb, you know, uh, they would paint, the, you know the story, right? They would paint the doorposts and lentils with blood. Then the, the, when the angels of death would pass by, they would pass by uh, those houses with blood over them and therefore they call it Passover. The angel would pass over and go to the next door. And because they had the blood, they were protected. And we know that we have the blood of Jesus over us. So whatever happened out there with the COVID-19, we are under the blood of Jesus. But quite interestingly, we were also being in lockdown in our home, like the Israelites in the first Passover lockdown in their home. Now, if you think about it, if it is indeed true that the 
the last Passover we celebrated last week is prophetically in parallel to the first Passover, then what followed the first Passover will also be happening to all of us. Now you ask the question, what happened? What happened immediately? Not when they possessed the land or not when they went to Egypt, not when they, uh, sorry, not when they left Egypt. Right before they left Egypt, while they were still in Egypt, something took place. Something happened right after they come out of the lockdown. Now, you and I are still in lockdown. So, you know, in, in, in God's time, there's no uh, hours, times, and days. So it's all the same. While we're still in lockdown, I want you to know that immediately after the lockdown, something similar is about to happen. This is one of the most prophetic sermons that I've ever preached, but I really want to encourage you to pay attention to this very closely. You know, people are asking, what happened after the first lockdown? How, what happened when the, uh, when the Israelis come out of the lockdown just right before they leave Egypt? What happened? I'll show you what happened. If you go to the scriptures, you know, in, uh, in uh, Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. And uh, let me set it up first before we read it. Um, you know, uh, what happened is that, you know, they had the Passover, like I say. And then uh, the next morning before um, they leave Egypt, you know, they, they come out of the house. And then and they, they have all the belongings that they, they packed up, you know, even some of those half-baked goods, you know, and, 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 and some of those dough, you know, still, still haven't rise yet. They all would be packing everything, you know, and they were in a hurry to leave Egypt. But right before they left Egypt, something happened. God told them to do something. God wanted to demonstrate to them the first powerful wealth transfer. And that's what happened in Exodus 12, 35 to 36. The people of Israel had also done as Moses told them, for they had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold jewelry and for clothing. Silver, gold jewelry, and clothing. And the Lord, verse 36, had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they let them have, they let them have what they asked. You know, earlier on in Exodus, this is the third time that we are seeing the reference of them taking all the wealth and assets from the Egyptians. But in other references earlier on in Exodus, the Bible tells us that this Egyptian master that they had was so willing and happy to just give it to the Jews. They weren't even forced to. They just, you know, the Israelites people just asked, can we have them? And the Bible says the Egyptian master just go, here. Take it, take it. No question asked, no resistance. That's powerful stuff because this is what's going to happen to our time, my friends, is that God is going to cause such an, uh, a wealth transfer to you from another person to another group of people so that he could bless you for a purpose, which I'm going to talk in a few seconds. So this is one of the major wealth transfer, one of the biggest ever recorded yet at the time of wealth transfer. Now, I truly believe that we are in that season of wealth transfer from the world, watch this, to the kingdom of God. Make no mistakes. It's from the world to the kingdom of God. 
He said, what's that going to do with me? I will explain to you how you can be part of it. You can align yourself and position yourself to be the channel of that wealth transfer from the world to the kingdom of God. And that the benefits that you are going to reap as being a channel to see the world transferring wealth to the kingdom of God. In other words, to, to the ministry, to the church, to the people of God. How you can position yourself. I need you to listen to this very carefully. To become that channel. Wealth will pass through you from the world into the kingdom of God. Now, make no mistakes. It is never, never about having money to indulge in selfish or self-indulgence activities. As the wealth for the Jews that was being uh, uh, heaved to them, as the, as, as the Egyptian heaped gold and treasure and, and money and, and clothing to the people of Israel, they didn't do it. God didn't cause it to happen so that the Jews can just have more money for them themselves. The purpose of that, if you were to study very carefully in the Bible, the purpose, the wealth transfer happening to them, to the Jewish people, uh, not only the time when they left Egypt, but after they, they started to possess the land, there was an amazing wealth transfer. Do you know that when they come into the nation, the Canaanites region, to take over the land, the wealth transfer is from 31 nations. God took over 30, no, I think it's more than 31, over 30 nations, the wealth of 30 nations, and gave it to one nation. That's powerful stuff. Over 30 nations' wealth is being transferred to one nation, the nation that is under God, the nation that is serving God. And it's very prophetic of our time is that people of the world will be transferring the wealth into the kingdom of God in these last hours. I'm not the first one to preach about this. In fact, this is not even new. If you've been in the kingdom of God, if you've been part of the church, you've heard this forever, right? And people have been talking about wealth transfer. You know, the word of God says, the wealth of the wicked is laid out for the righteous. I'm sure you heard it quoted forever for, for a long, long time. And so this is the season. I believe this is the season. So, you know, uh, every time when there's a wealth transfer, something, something happened. But, but let, let me just not jump, jump, jump ahead of myself. So it's never for self-indulgence. It's never for us to, to just uh, be for our own pride, for our own lust, for our own flesh. Now, God will bless you with those transfers that's coming in. As you become one of the channels of this transfer, you will also get benefits out of it. Yes, you will buy cars, you'll buy house, but that is never the final purpose. That is just the fringe benefits. Those are side benefits for those who have decided that they want to be the channel for God to transfer their wealth into the kingdom of God. Okay? So, but the purpose, the all the purpose is always about this. Watch this. The purpose is always about nation building. It was about the building of the nation of Israel that God had caused major wealth transfers from the Egyptians to the people in the Canaan land to give money into the bosom of the people of Israel. And the purpose of that, again, is to build nation. So when God is doing wealth transfer in this time, he is bringing transfer, not so that you and I can indulge in, in, in our selfish lust, indulge in our selfish existence. It's for the purpose of his kingdom.
It's always for his kingdom. If you get that right in your spirit, friends, you'll become, you're starting to become uh, uh, ready and positioned to become the channel for God to flow, cause the flow of wealth coming from the earth, from the people of the world to his kingdom. Now, so wealth transfer is for the kingdom purposes, okay? So as the Jew, like I said, had, had experienced transfer for nation building, and I believe this is the hour God is about to explode. His church, his people, those who call upon his name, those who walk in his purposes, they're about to explode. Not just one group, one church, one ministry, but really the entire world is going to see an unprecedented explosion of the glory of God, then all the wealth are coming in. Now, I'm not just preaching fantasy. I really believe that in my heart. I never preached like that before. This is the first time I'm, I feel like there's such confidence in me. And I feel like we're actually in that season. This, this COVID-19 thing, is just, it's just a parenthesis. It's not even something that people will remember. But this, this time we're in, it's a preparation for the next season. When we come out of lockdown, as it, as it really came out of lockdown, there would be an amazing wealth transfer from the people of the world into the kingdom of God. So I'm going to show you today how you can position yourselves to be the ones that God will channel wealth, transfer to his kingdom through you. That's right. Through you. You make the decision... If you want to be the individual that God is going to cause wealth transfer happen through you. Now again, the benefits of that is that you actually would reap incredible benefits. I'm going to show you that as wealth transfer coming into the kingdom of God, you are actually going to be the, one of the biggest benefactors. And, and yes, again, it's for the kingdom of God. But the benefits to you is humongous. Now, before I show you how you can position yourself to become the channel and agent for the wealth transfer that I'm talking about, there are uh, wealth transfer that happening in three different dispensations. So we are known to be in the dispensation of grace after the law. But you know, there are times before the law, wealth transfer was taking place also from the people of the world to the, to the people of God. And during the time of law, there's also wealth transfer, as I mentioned. And then after the law, and as I also mentioned in the book of Acts, there was also wealth transfer. Now, how does wealth transfer take place in each of the different dispensations? I'm going to show you very quickly, and then I'm going to get to the last one, which is most applicable to us. Now, the, before the law, before God ever introduced the law, wealth transfer for the people of God is only through one thing. Tithing. How do I know that? Well, there are two individuals that are very, very uh, wealthy, so wealthy that everywhere they go, people were threatened by their wealth. One of them is Abraham, and then, of course, Isaac, and then, of course, Jacob. Now, Abraham, in Genesis chapter 14, verse 20, the Bible says that Abraham, nobody, I don't know how he learned that, he, you know, there was no scriptures. They don't, he didn't have the Bible we have. He didn't have all the recordings. But somehow he felt that he needed to give one-tenth of his, of his plunder to Melchizedek, 
King Melchizedek, many people believe, in fact, it's affirmed and implied in Hebrews, is that King Melchizedek is actually Jesus Christ himself on earth at the time in another form. And so what happened is uh, Abraham was tithing to Jesus, you see. And he was tithing to Jesus. And as he was tithing, God started to pour out his blessing over Abraham. And another individual, of course, is Jacob. You remember Jacob, he, uh, he didn't inherit anything from his father Isaac. And, uh, you know, all the wealth that Isaac inherited from Abraham all went to Esau. Jacob got zippity zippo. But yet the Bible said Jacob was super wealthy. He went away with nothing on his back, poor like whatever, and then he went and became a slave literally to his relative, and then he came out of it, become very, very wealthy. And remember, the purpose of that is really God was building a nation. Now, I didn't mention, and the reason Jacob was so wealthy was, if you can remember in Genesis chapter 28, verse 20, I don't have time to look at it, you can go and write it down, Genesis 28, 20, Jacob said this to the Lord. Jacob says, if you bless me, God, if you cause me to live, and you prosper me, I promise you, I make a covenant to you, I'm going to make a vow to you that all my income, I will tithe one-tenth to you. I will give one-tenth to you. So it was his vow to God that eventually brought about the abundant supplies, transfer of wealth from the heathens, from people that were not serving God to him because he was serving God. Now, I, I, I mentioned Isaac doesn't count, and a lot of people say, what do you mean Isaac doesn't count? Because Isaac, he actually received his inheritance from his dad. Isaac never really had to work for his money. In other words, you know, he was, he was just blessed, right? And so he was just, it's, it's just inheritance. You know, some of your kids, you, it's, they're just going to inherit what you have. They don't have to work for it. So they're blessed, right? It's not because tithing, whatever. There are people that are really wealthy because they have inheritance coming into their lives. And good for them, and, and God bless them. But this is what we're talking about. We're talking about transferring of wealth from the world to the kingdom of God through you. Now, what happened during the law? Well, during the law, is a little bit tougher. Yes, they have to tithe. Yes, they have to bring the sacrifice to the Lord. But more importantly, in order for them to see the wealth transfer into the nation of Israel and therefore to them individually is through lots of violence. There's a lot of killing in Joshua and Judges. Lots of killing in Exodus. There's a lot of killing and there's a lot of violence. You know, the Bible says the heaven suffered violence, violence taken by force. That's exactly what just happened. They just basically just had to go and, and really plunder nations. The over 30 nations that they plundered to, saw, to see the wealth transfer happen. And there was a lot of violence. So they have to not only have to give sacrifices, tithe and offering, they have to really, really go and Go for conquest. And by the way, in the next few weeks, I'm going to start a series called Conquest. And we're going to study uh, different conquests in the Bible. And I really want you to tune into that because God had called us into a season of conquest. You know, we're coming out into the season of conquest. Last Friday, if you were with me, I was speaking about, you know, the Passover that we had was just to get us ready, our hearts ready, our spirit ready, because the season of conquest is coming and God is going to give you amazing victories, not only in the area of finances, but I'm talking 
talking about conquest, not just in wealth, but conquest and victory over sin, over loss, in your relationship, over everything that had just caused you to, to be held back, over the spirit of condemnation and judgment. That conquest is coming away. So you need to tune in next week to learn about conquest. But anyways, so the, 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 the transfer only happened through violence, through conquest, through them beating up people, you know, and uh, until the time of Solomon. See, the Solomon period is the time that symbolizes that wealth, all the wealth that needed to be transferred in the kingdom of God had already been transferred in the kingdom of God. In fact, there was so much wealth. The Bible says that silver worth nothing. Silver were just junks. They like worth as much as stone. Can you believe, can you imagine the, the type of wealth? We can't even claim that kind of wealth in our modern day economy. I mean, we're supposed to be like the first world country, you know, in Canada, United States, and, and Western Europe, you don't have the most money in the world. But silver, it still costs you money because that, it's not the abundance that the people of Israel experienced in the times of Solomon. In the time of Solomon, silver was worthless because they have so much gold and so much precious precious metal that silver didn't cost anything and that's going to happen in the kingdom of God amen but you know so Solomon was a time of 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 peak if you may and you can if you remember the story Solomon turned his heart away from the Lord so instead of kingdom building now he is like worshiping idols he's he's having wives from everywhere thousands of wives you know and so they're turning turning away from the Lord and that's when the wealth started to get transferred back out every time when believers are being blessed by the Lord and they turn their hearts away from God and they turn their hearts towards the world then they'll start to see a reverse effect happening. I want to encourage you. Always, always have the kingdom of God in mind and teach your children that. Then wealth will be preserved in your home and your family from generation to generation to generation. But anyways, let's move on to the next dispensation. After the law. After the law is where we at. How does wealth being transferred? Wealth doesn't come from heaven, by the way. A lot of people say, oh, God bless me. And they, they have their hands open and say, oh, God bless me. Oh, God bless me. Oh, pour out your blessing. As if God is going to throw money from heaven and give it to them. Nonsense. You know, I heard a preacher say that you know that the God we serve, he never do anything illegal. That's a funny thing to say. And he said, God would never do anything illegal. I thought to myself, what do you mean by that? You see, a lot of people waiting God to send money from heaven. But heaven are not legally able to print money for United States currency or for Canadian currency. The, our government has not given the authority to God to print money for our currency. So if God were to print money from heaven and send it down to us, he would be sending illegal notes to us. So that's, that's kind of like a joke. But the point is that wealth and blessing of God doesn't come from heaven. God doesn't drop blessing from heaven to us. It's always, he's always, it has always been and always going to bless you and I through transfer. That's it, through transfer. So how does transfer work in the New Testament? You know, we are under grace. So the good news is that you don't have to go fight for your money. You don't have to go and plunder, killing people, you know, this sort of thing. Because, because this is how, not how New Testament works, you see. We are under grace. So how is it being worked? Well, um, it's giving. 
Giving is the way for you to position yourself to become channel for God to push the wealth from the world to his kingdom through you. Okay, now uh, if you can, you know, Bible says in Luke chapter 6 that it is not God that's going to send down blessings from heaven. It is that he's going to cause men, men, M-E-N, men to give money, to give into your bosom, to give into your bank account, in other words. You know, God's going to cause men to do that. He's not going to cause, he's not going to rain down heaven, uh, money from heaven. Now, if you go with me uh, to Luke chapter 6, verse 38, and uh, this is very familiar scriptures. Everybody knows about it. Now, we're not talking about tithing. Tithing is, is, is basically assume, right? When the Bible talks about giving, the Bible will speak about giving beyond tithing. So if you haven't even tithed yet, I would say start there. Don't, don't worry about giving. Just start that. Start to train your faith to tithe. But anyways, the Bible is a give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men, shall men, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, the way that you give, it's going to be the way that money is going to flow through you. I'm going to say it again. The way that you give, it's going to be the way that the money is going to flow through you. You know, I just want you to imagine this. This is how tithing works. If God in heaven to look down and think to himself, I am about to transfer amazing wealth into my kingdom. How and who should I transfer it through? You know what he's going to look for? He's going to look for people that when he released finances through the individual that would receive the finances would actually release it into the kingdom of God. He needs to look for channel that's actually open. There are people with closed hand, closed heart. God knows that if he released finance through, nothing will go through. And so consequently, God will be looking for people that are always a giver. Always a giver. He, he needs to look for trustworthy agents and channel that he can release the finance through. There are people that are not, they're not too sure. Sometimes they give, sometimes they go, sometimes they tie, sometimes they don't. You know, it's inconsistent. But you know, we're in the, cha- we're in the, in the season of amazing wealth transfer now. In order for you and I to be positioned, to be one of those agents that God's going to look down from heaven and say, yep, that's a channel there. That's a channel for me to throw, flow the finance, finances through. And, and what is that? Those are the ones that actually had been cultivating and living a lifestyle of not just tithing, but releasing and giving into the kingdom of God. And this is how it works. You know, just use tithing as a model. You know that if you were a faithful tither and God needed to release wealth into his kingdom of God, and I said this before, let's say he needs to release, arbitrarily speaking, a million dollars into the kingdom at a certain time. And he's looking for a vessel. Well, guess who he's going to give 10 millions to? He was giving 10 millions to the person that he knows that's going to be faithfully releasing 1 million. Or that he wants to have 30 millions of being channeled into the kingdom of God. Guess who he's going to bless? He's going to look for people that not just tithe, but to give. But the benefits to you is this, is that being a channel for the blessing of God to flow through into his kingdom, you get to keep 90% of it. That's how amazing it is. When you are a tither, 
God will let you keep 90% of what he's going to flow through you into his kingdom. What a deal. You know, but if you are a giver, man, I tell you, he, you're going to keep most of it. In fact, the Bible says that if you are a giver, he is going to multiply your finances. He's going to multiply your wealth. That's an amazing, amazing promises. So not only is he going to flow it through you, he's going to cause you and he's going to give you power to create wealth, to cause an inflow of the wealth from the world into the kingdom of God through you. Friends, I just want you to know, and don't worry, I'm not raising money and we're not just going to have a, just as I am and you can go and start going and give my, I, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. And, and, and you know, you can say, oh, I don't trust you. I'm going to give it to an ministry. By all means, do that. I'm not raising money here. We're not raising money here. When we're raising money here, you know, because I usually do raise money for the poor, you know, like the, the kindness project. And I want to thank many of you who are giving in the kindness project. But that's not what I'm doing right now. What I'm doing is to teach you so that you can have the knowledge to position yourself as a channel for this last day wealth transfer that I believe is imminent if it has not already started. And I want to encourage you and challenge you. You know, I don't believe many people will get it. But I do believe that a large number of people will get it. Meaning that large, not a big percentage of people will get it because a lot of people will be afraid. But I pray that God will give you the bonus. He has to give you that grace. He has to give you the bonus to do what needs to be done? And I'm going to ask God miraculously to give you the faith. Because I tell you, even giving needs a lot of faith. I've done some crazy giving in my life, and it needs faith. And I'll tell you this, a lot of times when I started giving, just pouring out to the Lord, I would be, in, it would be, would be, would be debating in my mind, I don't know if I can do it. And God really needed to give me the faith that I needed to carry it out what I felt desired to do. That is to be a giver, to be a channel for God's blessing. So I want to pray that God will give you that faith today to do what needs to be done, to become a channel, an agent for the wealth transfer to happen in this last day. Then I want you to be blessed because of that. And so let's pray together. And you don't have to give the world there. You can give to anybody, any ministry that you believe that God it wants to bless. I'm not pre preaching this so that we can raise more money. That's not what I want. If I want to make money that way, you know, I'll go into doing something else. I'll sell something, you know. I, this, is, this is not a job to make money and our church is not into making money. What I want to do is to teach the people in this church. You need to learn how to position yourself to become agents of wealth transfer from the world to the kingdom of God. So why don't we pray together um, uh, right now and I'm going to pray that God will give you the faith right now. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you will give us the faith to become the agents of the biggest wealth transfer in the world, from the world to the kingdom of God. And I pray that you will cause us to rise above our usual cynical self and become agents of wealth transfer. I know that those many who are listening under the sound of my voice, they will be able to hear it and they will have the faith now to do what God has called all of us to do. And I thank you for that faith. Lord, I can't wait to hear stories 
of how people are being blessed, how they're being used by you to be blessed, to become agents, channels of wealth transfer from the world to your kingdom in this hour, in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening and watching. I love you. And uh, please don't feel pressure. We're not raising money now. You don't need to go and give anything. I just need you to know, and I need you to consider, and I need you to pray about it, is that God is looking for those who are willing to become channels and agents for his glory. Amen? I'm so glad you're here. And uh, don't, fo don't forget, uh, this week we're going to have amazing guests coming into our weeknight show. And so I'm so glad I get to come and speak to you every single night, Monday to Friday. And this week we have some special guests. And the Joseph Z is going to be coming. We're going to interview a couple of people. But I also have something to share about how you can change this, your mindset. Mindset is so important. And I have a lot of word to share with you to help you to change your thinking from the thinking of the world, thinking small, to thinking like kingdom and think huge and think big. All right? So I love you very much and thank you again for watching. God bless you. Bye-bye.